0: So how, you, how have you and Steph liked Utah? I know you guys have visited a couple times this past month. Uh, it's great. Um, this is our
1: second time here, um, but we've been here for now like two and a half weeks. Um, we were just going to come up for like a week to work and, and fuck around on the Jeeps and stuff. And that just turned into two weeks. <laughs> so we had some problems getting some jewelry up here, so we had to push that back. And, you know, we are we can't be open in L.A., so you know, we have the dogs here and we're just kind of kicking it, you know?
0: Yeah, it's kind of nice. Like a lot of people are traveling a lot more. It seems like, like with all the restrictions in certain states, cause like you guys are from LA and yeah. from what you've told me is it's like everything is on lockdown, like, and with what you guys do for work, like you guys can't work. So what exactly do you guys do for work? And like, like, wh- yeah, tell me more about like your guys' like, career and stuff like that.
1: Uh, so we have a tattoo and piercing studio. Um, our studio is called Royal Heritage uh, Tattoo and Piercing, and we're on Abbott Kinney in Venice. Uh, California um so we've had the business now for uh four and a half years I believe and we have my wife's a piercer um and
0: I am a collector is what I like to say <laughs> same here like, I'm a house. tattoo collector yeah. yeah like I love like getting pieces of art and stuff like that so how did you guys end up in that like what was the journey and process to that did like it fall into place for you guys or was it something that like came out of nowhere like what was that like for you guys um a little bit of both actually um my wife is
1: pierced I I mean that's been her only job she's been piercing since she was like 17 um and I have I have a chemistry degree and a mathematics minor so I've had other jobs um and we you know we came out to LA about eight years ago from Iowa and she got a job pretty quick at a, a studio and she was piercing and I was working um and we'd always joked around like oh man it'd be great to have a studio one day it'd be great to have a studio and and she got to a position at her um at her old job where she was managing she was pretty much running the studio as well as piercing and we had an opportunity to buy a studio from a friend and we were like all right
0: fuck let's do it you <laughs> it's, know? it's crazy like almost like what you ask for is what you receive like it's like wishful thinking in the beginning you're like it'd be cool to own this and then all of a sudden it's like at your doorstep and you're like well shit let's do it like yeah. you know like this is what we've been asking for and it's crazy how the universe like really delivers on that a lot of times and things kind of like organically flow at that point but um so yeah like what part of utah have you guys liked the most like um and like what are you doing up here right now for work um so right now uh my wife is piercing at olympus
1: tattoo at drew studio mm-hmm. um and uh i mean as far as what we've enjoyed we've hit we went out down to little moab with the jeeps uh, that was pretty great. Um I mean we're just enjoying spending time here with you know all our friends here.
0: Yeah, Utah's amazing, man. Like it's yeah. just got a nice plethora of things to do and like it like we were down in Moab that we just met like what, less than maybe a month ago. It's yeah. like when me, you and Steph met and it was just like we instantly hit it off and like yeah. it's just crazy how that works. Like just people coming together and one good thing about like all the covid stuff I think is that a lot more people are getting outdoors. A lot more people are like, spending time enjoying things because there's not, like, that pressure to be working as much because, like, some people just can't. You know, they're not in a position to do so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, totally. I mean, I think I think there's
1: a lot of people, especially in March and April, and still now, but especially March and April, that were really thinking about life and death. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that that has really kind of refocused a lot of people. Mm-hmm and you know realizing what's important in life and and you know why waste your time on shit
0: that you don't really want to do. Exactly. Dude. I'm actually glad you brought that. That's such a good thing to bring up. I love that because like, I've had that like paradigm. I felt that and a lot of people around me have felt that too, where it's like we want to be living in passion and purpose. We want more freedom. We don't want to be working for eight to 10 hours plus just to enjoy the other, you know, six hours of the day. Like we want to enjoy through and throughout from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed and like spending time with our families and the people that matter and self-improvement. I think a lot of people, I mean, if you haven't been doing that during COVID, I think that you have wasted an opportunity to really discover who you are in a lot of ways. That's just my personal take on it. Is like this has been a really crazy uncertain time, but if you You know look at as an opportunity like you can find a lot of really great things in it and just like meeting you guys like there's a good chance if we were all working like you guys maybe wouldn't have made it up to moab like you guys or i would have been working or like it just wouldn't have lined up so it's been like really a blessing to meet like new people and have new experiences and kind of just be like more Free flowing and just like in flow with like just life itself, rather than slaving away at our jobs and stuff like that. So it's been great. So, dude, you're pretty tatted up. So <laughs> tell me, like, tell me what what was your first tattoo? Like, where did you get tattooed at? Uh, my
1: first tattoo was the inside of my wrist. It was a Chili Peppers asterisk uh, symbol. Um, I huge obviously big chili peppers fan yeah, I love and the red hot chili peppers are great yeah and and anthony the singer and john prashante uh the guitar player they both have that same tattoo on the inside of the wrist and i was like i don't know 18 years old and i was like fuck it like i'm gonna do this and i knew my parents were gonna flip out <laughs> And I uh, was just like, fuck it, this is my thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's <laughs> I'm gonna do it. It's
0: crazy how music like can really impact you on such a deep level that you would like get a tattoo of like your favorite band. Cause like I have the same thing. I've got like the micro res on my arm and yeah. Like I love her music and like it's done so much for me on a personal level. So it's cool that like that actually it's cool. It's your it was your first tattoo. So what's your favorite tattoo? Like what like what tattoo means the most to oh, you? Man. Um Hmm,
1: I don't know about I mean, they all have kind of their special place. Um, you know, I see it, it's kind of like a visual timeline of of my life in a mm-hmm. sense. I can look back and remember, you know, like whether I have a lot of band tattoos. I have, you know, tattoos of pets that I've had while well, I've been that have passed. And um, I have tattoos for my sobriety because that was a big thing when I got clean and sober. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, they all kind of have – and then I just have, you know, I have – joke tattoos once you get like so many i think you're like well i can fit a cute few little like (laughs) funny joke tattoos in there here and there i remember Um,
0: yeah i remember like my first like my first tattoo was like so like methodically thought out and i was like it's just got to be perfect and then like as you keep getting more you're just kind of like a little bit more lenient or like willing to give more creative freedom to the artist and stuff like that but it's cool like having that you have each one and like we talked about off air about the fact that it's like a journey. It's like part of your spiritual journey. And like, you can look back on old pictures and be like, dude, I'm not even the same person. Like not just like mentally and, and internally, like on a spiritual level, but like physically, like I didn't have tattoos back then. Like, cause I was always one of those people that was like, I will, I'll never get tattooed. Like, oh, who are you? yeah. Like I was like, I like, I won't get tattooed. Like tattoos are dumb. And, <laughs> and then of course you end up being like best friends with a world class tattoo artist. So is like, you're, you're not escaping that one. Like you're, you're <laughs> definitely getting tattooed, but it's been really cool because like it it's like when I get tattooed, this has been my experience is like when I do get tattooed, it's like, it's like a level up. It's like a leveling up ceremony for myself. Like I, it helps me like think of like when I'm getting tattooed cause it's not fun and it's not like always pleasurable, sure. but you're like, it. it's like, it really just like you're leveling yourself up like in a video game. Like you're getting a new badge of honor. Like you just completed something or you got through a certain leg and part of your life. So yeah. I, I love looking back and reflecting and like thinking about the journeys and all that stuff. It's been pretty cool. Totally. Well, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, everything, there's
1: everything you do kind of there's a like a main reason why you'll pick why you do it. whether it's like oh i work out because i want to be strong mm-hmm. or i want to look good naked you know or um so with tattooing you're like oh i want to have have this visual reputation of whatever i believe in on me mm-hmm. but then you realize like oh so it hurts it's painful mm-hmm. it's hard like you're gonna have to sit and focus and you're gonna go through something you don't want to do but at the end you're gonna come out with this you know badge of honor this Mm -hmm. this ink badge of honor on you that is gonna you know bring out something inside of you um you know I think it's just like it's like it's just like deciding what you want to wear for clothes or whatever and like you're representing you know whatever your feelings are um visually Mm -hmm. and it's a way to you know I'm proud of the tattoos that I have I I Mm -hmm. think it makes me more confident it um and I, I don't know. I just,
0: you, like yeah, more, you, just, more you just, than just, it makes you, cause we're all, we're all humans, right? Like we're all, we have very similar characteristics. We like generally all have two legs. We all have two arms. Like sure. we all have a nose, right? It makes you unique, like to like a different degree. Like you, like no one has the same tattoos I have and no one has the right. same tattoos that you have. So it makes you like a unique individual in what this is that we call life. Like I, that's the way I look at it. And it's so special because like, I've had a lot of learning lessons in the chair. Like I've had, I don't even know how many hours, probably close. I think 70 hours is probably like a good guess. I'm at 63 on my left arm. And then the other one was about five hours. So like right in that same area, but like I've learned so much about myself in the process because like, I talk with my tattoo artist, and he's a really good friend of mine. And we talk about like life experiences and I connect with him. and I, and I'm in a vulnerable state, like getting tattooed, you're vulnerable. You are giving a piece of your body and allowing someone else to put art on it and trusting them. It's that there's a trusting process to it. And I think that that goes for a lot of things in life. It's allowed me to trust more people and trust more experiences and trust in myself more. Like it's just really cool. Um, but yeah, so like, do you have any like crazy stories with any of your tattoos, like how they came to be, or anything that's been kind of like noteworthy for you? Hmm. Um. Gosh, wouldn't like when you get so many tattoos,
1: you kind of forget what you have. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. I have. Let me think. Okay, so so my wife and I um had. We had, had a sphinx cat. We've had sphinx cats, um, you know, throughout our relationship. Um, and I am a you know drug addict and alcoholic like I had a good seven eight year period where shit was real dark for me and um, you know my wife caught the tail end of that Um, I met her when I was in rehab in Iowa and then we dated and I you know like a fucking alcoholic i was like yo yo i'm not in here for like a real problem <laughs> yeah like like those people over
0: there and there for a real problem like they got it confused with me i'm just like kind of here but like not i'm not really like that like yeah, yeah, dude, uh, I, yeah. I get it 100 percent. it's that's a that's something we should definitely talk about a little bit later on but keep going sure yeah so
1: we um so anyways uh i'll try and get the abridged version of this so started dating when I was in rehab. I got out. I started fucking drinking again and doing speed and all that fun stuff and struggled for a long time. We both did. Um, I, yeah, we can get into it later, but um, we had, my wife wanted to get a Sphinx cat, a hairless cat. And I'm like, fuck no, these things are ugly. I don't (laughs) want to, you know, and finally I was like, you know what? You know, I love this girl. Yeah, babe. Let's get it. So we got this little black Sphinx hairless cat. And the day we brought the cat home, I drank my last beer. And That's that cool. was the day I got sober. And so we got, we both have him tattooed on us. I have him on my side and he ended up passing away. Um, only at 10 months of age. He had uh FIP, feline infectious peritonitis, which is like this super rare, it's a coronavirus that mutates actually. Oh jeez. And a uh, very small percentage of cats um, die from it. And, and actually our cat ended up dying from it. Um, so that was like our, our first memorial tattoo. And it was something that, you know, bonded us together. And, you know, that's the, the cat that, you know, brought me, it was, you know, like, it, I think all of my, I don't think I got sober because of that cat, but I think it was the last like little piece to,
0: yeah. It's like a, it's like a memento like that you can actually see, like it's a physical representation of like a milestone in your life. And like, it, I'm sure it holds a lot of like importance to you. Like, I'm sure when you're like, do you ever look at that tattoo and it just like brings you back to that moment and you're just like, I'm so grateful for that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy, like yeah. it's crazy, cause like um for for me, like for example, like before I got into tattoos and like really started like collecting, cause I consider myself a collector. Like I have some pretty incredible art that I'm incredibly grateful for. Like you just, if you until you get one that means something to you, you just look at it. If when you don't have one, it's like it's just art. Like it's just it's just someone put ink into your skin but then you start talking to people like i've seen your tattoos multiple times but i didn't know like the depth and meaning to it and i think that people who have tattoos can really connect well together like and talk about like what the meaning of it is like like just my my sleeve itself has a ton of meaning to it like like basically the top portion is athena like goddess of like strategy and war and it, it talks about Basically, I got a EDC. Like we came up with it. There's this huge story that I, um did with Drew. Like we just had this journey together, and like he like put this amazing piece together. And then my lower arms, Apollo. We did it in England, so like it always pulled me back oh, wow. to that moment. And like staying up and tattooing all night until the wee hours of the morning, and then catching a flight to Paris, and then staying up all night because we only had one night to be there. And like closing out the trip, like looking at the light show of like the Eiffel Tower. Like it brings so much like gratitude into my life, and it makes me just so like great for that moment sure. and then like the medusa is something like that was my original tattoo idea like i've always wanted like a legit medusa on my body for for one reason or another but it was cool because in that moment when I was getting tattooed by Drew we talked about our like most significant challenging relationship that we've ever had in our life like with our old significant others wow. and like we really connected deeply on that and like Medusa was like really fitting for that moment sure and it was just really cool like I think back of all those moments and it's something I can carry with me proudly every single day and it's just like such a cool experience so like I more or less anything, like if I'm one of those people who never get a tattoo, like, and now I have them, like I encourage people to get them if they feel comfortable with them. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't, I mean, I don't try
1: and push tattoos on anybody. No. Um, I think it's a, you know, it's either you want to do it or you you don't want to do it. It's just a a decision. I think the people that do get them, um, you know, they do realize the importance of them. And, you
0: know, I think it's just part of that, that passage, you know, as part of that, mm-hmm. that time in life. I think it's one of those things, too, because I think a lot of people, um, they don't get tattoos because they're worried about what other people would think about them. Right. Yeah. And so my encouragement would be if you're thinking about getting a tattoo and it has good meaning to you and it would symbolize something important to you. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks your, your job in life is to be happy for yourself and Absolutely. other people and other people's job is to be happy for you because you're happy not because of the the ink that you carry on your body or your life choices right totally if you're happy doing something and a family member doesn't agree with it their job is just to be happy for you because you're happy as a human being sure. and your health and well-being and happiness should be their main concern not what you do in the confines of your life so sure i think that's something that's like been really helpful and it's cool like it's um, it's so cool getting stopped by people and like meeting yeah, people like yeah. I met this um, I met this really cool girl in uh, Michigan like I get to I went to Lululemon to get some uh, work pants I need some work pants mm-hmm. and she like, came up to me and she's like your tattoos are so sick and I and I was like thank you and then she had a dope tattoo as well and it's like that's really well done and it turned out that it was one of uh, our friend Angel's uh, colleagues on Ink Master no, and I like, and I was able to connect with someone halfway across the country through our love of of art tattoos yeah. like so it's really cool and I just I've really enjoyed the whole tattooing experience so totally I, I mean what are let's go back to like some of your dark times in your life if you don't mind talking about that like yeah. I, I love getting vulnerable with people and like like I appreciate like your courage to like talk about that stuff because a lot of people don't like to go back to those moments but like what was that like for you um well or what did you learn from it like now now you sit here with me like what what were some of the biggest takeaways for you um
1: a lot a lot of it was just confidence and in, in myself and just feeling that I'm worth it um oh fuck I'm gonna cry <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm here with you dude like I
0: I commend I commend your courage dude like not many people get on and talk about these things so like just I'm holding space for you and I'm here sure. with you dude Thank you Um I mean I think
1: I think my my first like drinking and stuff I think was just to fit in um and um you know I've I've loved music I've wanted to fucking be in a band you know since I was 8 years old you know that's been uh, my passion in life is music and so all of my idols were all fuck ups. They're all you know drug addicts. They're all drunks. You know all iconic pictures of Jimmy Page with the you know Jack Daniels bottle and you know Ozzy Osbourne and Motley Crue and you know Red Hot Chili Peppers. All yeah, those guys. All were, those dudes that just like sent it all the time. <laughs> yeah, Jimi Hendrix, the Beatles, all of them. So you you know you um I kind of felt like that was again like a rite of passage. Like yo, if you want to succeed in this. You have to be crazy, like people want
0: crazy with music. Yeah, people love being people love being entertained, right? Like, totally. that's the whole the whole thing with it. So, yeah, it's kind of like it comes with a package, right? You didn't look at it as a separate thing. I am sure it was like, this is a necessary part of the that image that you wanted to live and portray. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and um, you know, before before too long, like you are in it. You know, I was in it. I was deep in it, and I didn't know like I, when you are in the storm you can't necessarily see what what's happening Mm -hmm. you know um and you know I was lonely I was I I was you know depressed lonely sad um just hustling trying to get by and and uh and I was not happy with myself you know like when I think back on it I didn't I didn't realize it at the time but I just wasn't happy with who I was and and you know, I just wanted to be. and I think I had some social anxieties, um, and a lot of fears, and and my way of and and I feel like I'm I'm very empath- empathic person. I'm very you know I'm very feeling oriented. I'm you know an artist like like
0: yeah of I, I course
1: feelings and and um and I just had the volume turned down and everything. I just felt numb. I was happier numb. You know, I mm-hmm. wasn't. I wasn't approaching any of my problems in any way to solve it. I was trying to hide from them, mm-hmm. and you know, and you know, it's great when when you're fucked up and you're snorting coke and everything, and like you feel great, but you wake up the next day or two days later, and it's just like, man, like all my problems are still here; they're just magnified. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. here by myself. Yeah,
0: it's 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 an intense feeling, and like I've had a s- somewhat similar journey, like different um, in some a lot of ways, I'm sure, but. Like, yeah, you using substances to numb out. Like, your body is an instrument, it's a vehicle, right? To be able to feel your way through time and space. And, like, when you have a hard time processing emotions, because we're not taught how to process our emotions. Like, we don't go to school to learn how to have good emotional management and, and proper communication with people. Sure. And so, it's like when you don't know what to do, you turn to something outside of you to try to make you feel better. And, like, in the moment, like you said, you feel great, you feel amazing, you're on top of the world. And then, the world comes in, sets, reality sets back in, and you're like, shit. And then you just end up in this perpetuating cycle, I'm sure. And yeah. so how did you get out of it? Like, what, what were the feelings that you experienced? Or, like, what was there a catalytic move? Or did something happen? Something significant happened that kind of helped you realize? Because obviously there was some sort of awareness where you're like, okay, like, this isn't working for me. Like, I'm not happy with who I am, and I want to be better. Yeah. Um, Man...
1: I don't remember having any sort of like revelations. Um, I, I've i been, I went to rehab for a month. Um, I, I was living in California. I came back to Iowa where I grew up and went to rehab for a month. And that stay was supposed to be longer, but I talked to my parents and I'm like, yo, they said it's 30 days. I'm great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're just <laughs> just yeah. deception, you know, deception. <laughs> I didn't want to be there. I wasn't I wasn't there with the intention of not drinking again. I was there because I wanted to appease, you know, my parents or, yeah. And so, you know, I went out, I got home and I went back to my folks
0: and that night I was out snorting Adderall and drinking, you know, Dude, that's, that's powerful. And that I, that's, a, there's a good piece in that. Like I want to like point out, it's like, you can go to the, you can do things to appease people, but to truly get benefit, you, you have to want to be there. You have to want to improve. Right. And sure. like, it's tough, like being in it. Cause like, I know there's a lot of people who are super judgmental that look at people who struggle with like drug or alcohol addiction or different vices. Right. And they're like, well just stop doing it. And it's not necessarily that easy. Oh no. I mean, I was, you know, mentally
1: addicted for sure, but just physically from all, all the alcohol um because I was I was over a fifth a day drinking. yeah that's a and, lot you know over easily easily over a fifth a day of drinking and then you know if I had coke or whatever I could drink way more
0: I did that for like five six seven years um that's a that's incredible it's amazing how like our bodies are so resilient can even handle that for that like duration it's absolutely baffling to me oh yeah I mean it's a testament of the you know the body's ability to
1: to persevere. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I shouldn't be alive. That's yeah, not, I, it's that's no joke to me. Like, yeah. a couple times um, when I would go cold turkey, like, I was full-on hallucinating from from withdrawals and from detoxing. Um, you know, people die from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, you know, I was able to do that. I don't know three or four times probably that I can remember.
0: It's tough too. Cause like, um, I'll share a little bit, like like something that you don't know about me is like my mom's a severe alcoholic, okay. like she's, she, but she's functioning. Right. Sure. And so she's, my parents got divorced and she just couldn't cope. So she started drinking. It, there's a family history of alcoholics on my, on my mom's side. And that's why I don't drink because not that I don't trust myself, but why take the risk. Sure. Like why even put yourself in that situation? And my grandma was saying like, she can't just quit. Like, she can't just stop cold turkey. It could definitely, like, cause a lot of health implications. And for me, like, not understanding that, I'm like, you can just quit. You can just stop. Like, it's a choice, right? Yeah. And so, like, understanding that, like, it's it's tough. You have to really get into the mind of someone who's in that situation and understand how to help them. Like, sure. I'm and, sure
1: – oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say,
0: when you're, a, when you're a functional alcoholic, you're a daily drinker
1: or daily user, Um, you know, that's normal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even – even having a conversation with somebody not fucked up is just like, you don't know what's like, what am I? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to tie my shoes sober. I don't know how to take a shower sober. You know,
0: <laughs> it's so true. Like you get into like a normal operating state of being in that state. Cause essentially it's all a different state, right? That's it. Like if you use a substance, it's going to change your state changes who you are as a person like on like a physical energetic level and you learn your body is very adaptable it's it's very resilient like you said like it can alter itself to make it function in that way right like so your body was so used to that like that was your normal operating state and like i know people who um use marijuana and they like literally can't function without it because it's like the normal operating state like they're so used to it that when they're sober they don't feel normal right and it's like this paradigm this like trap that you get in Almost because you're like you become dependent on it and you feel that you're you're not enough or you're lacking if you're not under the influence and it's it's really a slippery slope, and I have so much love and compassion and empathy for people that are struggling with that yeah it it's uh it it fucking
1: sucks <laughs> it does <laughs> it sucks. man. it never goes away you know um like i said I've been Uh, it's like nine and a half years for me. Fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And you know, I'd be lying if I said that there are days when I'm just like, man, I don't want to fucking confront this problem or whatever it is. I don't want to confront this. I like COVID. Like, I don't want to fucking have to deal with all this shit. It Mm -hmm. would be great to numb out. Yep. It would be great to just fade away in the darkness. Yep. Yep. But I can't do that. I know what happens when that happens.
0: You know, and that's awesome that you have that awareness and so there's self love evident right you have self love evident in yourself because I don't think if you loved yourself then you you most likely would fall back down that path so there's obviously an increase in self love and awareness, which is really like commendable like that's awesome that oh. you you know what the you know what the alternative is you've been there, and I think that's what's amazing about people who are so like the most authentic people in life I've learned are the ones who've just gone so deep into their darkness and get themselves out of it. Sure. Like they just have immense strength and power and like embracing that darkness is really a beautiful thing. And we, and that's one reason that's another thing about my tattoo sleeve is, I've got Medusa looking right at Apollo. Apollo is the God of light. Medusa's the goddess of darkness. Like we all have that dark and light in ourselves and we have to honor both of those. You can't be light all the time. Like, but you need your light to go into the darkness to discover like who you really are. Like totally. it's so, it's such a paradigm. There's so much duality to it, but it's just, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's
1: life, man. And it's, um, I mean, I think with any sort of demons that anybody struggles with, like, I think at least for me like i have really tried to learn like why did i do this why it was why was that my path you know mm-hmm. my mom my dad my brother my sister none of them drink why was that my path why did that take me you know this way like what um what de- like what do those demons mean what like i need to learn about all these demons because the more i don't want to avoid them i don't want to just push like oh mm-hmm. fuck i was a drunk i don't want to talk about the time of my life like i need to confront those those demons and learn. So then, when I see them, as soon as I hear them fucking chirping on my shoulder, I know what's coming, and mm-hmm. I know I can fucking tell you know shut those demons off. Mm-hmm. It's all. Um, I mean, don't don't be afraid of the dark shit. Everybody yeah. everybody has it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether
0: it's food or gambling or
1: porn or whatever the
0: fuck it is. There's a, there's a multitude of things, right? Like even to the smallest extent, like people who have like a shopping addiction, like like there's, there's vices like, and the tricky thing about vices is is like they bring comfort. And I think that for people who struggle with like vices is there's, you've got to get out of that paradigm of immediate gratification. Right. And just trying to, but when you're in it, like you're in just a survival mode, essentially like you're just focusing on like, when can I get like my next drink? When can I get my next fix? like, like because you want to feel something because you're numb and you're using things outside of you to alleviate that numbness essentially and sure And anytime my personal experience and I'm I'm not sure what yours is with this is like anytime I try to seek something outside of myself to comfort me internally it's very fleeting you might get it for a second and then you want more and then you want more and that's how addiction gets really dangerous like on all levels like people who watch porn like it's it's one thing they get used to the stimulus and they go for something stronger and then they keep going and going and going and they end end up in a path of no return and like they're damaging other people and it's really it's sad because people just don't have the awareness nowadays to to pull themselves out. So like, I think it's freaking badass that you pulled yourself out of it, and you also have the awareness and self love to not put yourself in that situation again. Totally. Because like, I know a lot of people like a good relation or a good one, good example would be like a relationship, right? People go from relationship to relationship to relationship, and they they don't learn anything because they they keep putting themselves back in that situation. So there's obviously a potential lack of awareness or self love. Right. And in that situation. So it's, it's really good. It's amazing that you're, that you're there. And I'm glad you're on the podcast, dude. Yeah, man, it's great. It's been awesome. So, um, what, like what's life like now for you? Like what's your normal operating state? Like how do you feel when you wake up nowadays? Like what, what keeps you going? What keeps you on the path that you're on? Cause obviously you've done a lot to get to where you're at. Yeah. Um, Man, I I learned that I need
1: to be physical. I need to have a physical release. Um, so, like, you know, I started doing CrossFit, um, like, five years ago. And now I, I lift. I do some other – I've done yoga. I've done um, jiu I've been doing jiu since November. Um, well, from November to March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and, <with> everything <laughs> shutting down. Yeah. Um, but I learned that I I need to – Put myself through something hard, and you know, like like I kind of mentioned earlier, I started going to the gym because I wanted to fucking look good naked mm-hmm. for my wife for yeah, vain, vain reasons. That's, you know? that's
0: totally fine.
1: Like, that's completely fine. Totally. And, and now here I am, you know, six years later, and you know, it's that's just the secondary um, positive of of mm-hmm. my working out, like it's a byproduct. Totally. Yeah. I I didn't know how you know, emotionally gratifying it would be to work out, um, how putting my body through that, that stress, um, you know, cause nobody works out because it's fun. Oh no. You know, but when not. you, afterwards, when you get through it and you're like, Oh man, I, I pushed through something hard.
0: You know, I feel like I, I've got something done with the day. You hey, know? You're accomplished. Yeah. Like being able to, and also there's a lot of it when you start looking into like the physicality aspect of it too. Right. If you're stuck and you just feel like you're in the same place, repeating the same cycle over and over again, it's like change your physicality. Like, sure. do something new. Like, it's funny because, like, the things that you're doing is like something, they're things that I've become taking interest in as of late. Like, I'm planning on starting, like, doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu because mm-hmm. I realized that more or less it's not about like the physical activity, it's about the art form and the ability to move your body that way and be so skilled in it and like yoga. And it's been crazy since COVID happened. Like we talked about this on the phone the other day is like, it's changed the paradigm of like the type of exercises that I like to do. And like, it's completely expanded my horizons. So it's been, it's been really cool that way. But it, above all else it, it, things change over time too like you said like at the beginning you're like I want to do it because I want to look good mm-hmm. and now it's like I want to feel good like totally. it, it completely changes into like a more healthy perspective which is it's cool I sure. love it yeah I mean what
1: well, you learn that that is yeah beneficial in other ways I guess um, you know just it makes me feel like a better person It makes me more confident it makes me you know it translates yeah translates um, into everything in your life totally beautiful totally Um, i'm trying to think of what i i mean i so one thing i learned when i got sober is you go through a period where you're newly sober and it's just like every fucking day is a blessing and you're stoked to be alive you're stoked to be out of the fucking darkness you know you're you're becoming more in touch with the world and everything you know i i was emotional again after being numb Mm -hmm. for so long um and then and then you kind of get to a point where you realize, like, hmm. And this took me years to get here. But, you know, you get – fuck. I got, like, five, six years sober. And I was like, man, like, I still struggle with a lot of the same mental issues. Like, all those mental problems I had, which were why I was drinking, they're still there. I'm not mm-hmm. drinking. But I still, like, I'm not – I'm not fixed yet. Just because I removed the alcohol doesn't mean I have fixed any of those other problems. It just took, like, I think it took my body and my mind kind of, like, five years to just flush all of those years of drinking and and partying and all that shit Mm -hmm. out. And so now I realized like, oh, man, like, I still, like, I'm still really self-conscious, and I still get anxious a lot. And, like, I'm just kind of fucking depressed. Mm -hmm. Like, all these things in my life are great, but on the inside, I just don't, like... I have so much to grateful for but I'm still like hurting inside you know yeah
0: and and it's one I think it's one of those things where it's like I think that a lot of people associate like the that the alcohol causes the depression causes us in my opinion it just perpetuates problems that are already there it sure. intensifies the feelings that you're having like there was already something going on that caused you to feel depressed potentially. And then you add a downer substance that just intensifies that. So when you think that you step away from it, it's just going to solve the problem. But like, it's great that you've had the awareness to say, you know, there's still something I need to work through here, but I need to do it from like a sober space so I can actually consciously deal with it because I think you, I think you could potentially like drink and do different things if you don't have those problems and not really be too affected by it. As long as you don't let it take hold of you, you know what I mean? Sure. But it's, it's amazing that you've had that awareness, like, but it takes time too. I think a lot of people, my personal experience has been like, I wanted to like immediately, once you get away from it, you're just like, you don't want anything to do with it, but it takes time to be away from it to understand like what the grand scheme of things was when you were dealing with it, if that makes sense. Like you need time away from it so that way you're not as emotionally attached to the to the experience you can look at it more from like an objective standpoint like oh yeah this is what was going on and like i still have these things and that's okay i'm just gonna work through them from this state now sure
1: yeah i mean it's it it's a big like thing in life is just detaching like detaching from situations Mm -hmm. and not looking at it emotionally and looking at subjectively Mm -hmm. um or not subjectively objectively yeah yeah where you know that you know i had gotten to that point in in my life where i was like man i gotta start like that like we mentioned the alcohol's gone and the drugs are gone but I got to like start building myself up yeah. you know leveling up yep so you know that's you know I what do I do I mean that's been yoga that's been reading about stoicism it's been reading about addiction it's been you know going to aa meetings um it's been you know when I, my time in rehab um, it's just taking all those pieces together but then like really hammering it home and really like pushing myself to get out of just li- i think i lived in a place of fear for a long time and mm-hmm. i still do there's still a lot of things that fucking scare me that i'm still trying to yeah. to get o- over um but it's just been a, like an intense amount of inner reflection and and learning like one big thing that i learned was was if if you're not operat- if you're not operating at your full potential you're not just cheating yourself, you're cheating every person you come into contact Mm -hmm. with. So me not being the best Kevin, like it's doing you a disservice right now. If Mm -hmm. I'm not the best person I can be on this podcast, you know, then I'm cheating you out on the great Kevin that I am. You know, not to sound like all fucking No dude, no, no, (laughs) no, no, straight up own
0: that shit. Like anybody who's listening to this, like own your fucking power, own your greatness, because like same, I've been in that situation where it's like you sit there and you're just like, you downplay yourself in sure. fear that you're going to shine so bright that people are going to have a problem with that. And my, my advice to that is shine fucking bright. We need more people that are just truly authentic. That'll just say it the way, the way it is, like be authentic in their story. Like, because it, it, it breeds vulnerability and emotion, which elevates our frequency. And like, I appreciate you having that mentality of like, I got to show, I got to show the fuck up for the people that matter to me. I got to show up for myself. Like, yeah. cause when you do that, like if you bring a watered down version, like, you're you're not only hurting you you're hurting everyone around you yeah
1: yeah and it's um yeah it's just it it's hard and it it um you know sometimes I feel like I'm faking it but it you know I I learned it's just you just gotta I think that's just the fear talking when I feel like oh man like you're just not good enough or whatever. Like, I know you are dude. Yeah. That's just the fear
0: talking. There's no, there's no limitations in this world. And and anytime I get my, get myself into that mindset, like kind of like what you're explaining, like a limiting belief or something like that. I just look around and I'm just like, what the, like, what the fuck is this? Like, look how mate like, what is this? Like, we're just talking like we're humans. Like we don't even know all this, but we're just like experiencing it. So anything is possible in my opinion. And the only limitation you're ever going to set is on yourself sure like that limiting belief that little thing in your head that tells you like that little voice that like chirps sometimes like don't listen to it it's trying to it's your brain on a, on a animalistic level trying to keep you alive because if it sure. keeps you in the same state it's gonna be able to keep the likelihood of you staying alive longer but if you like push that envelope and go into the unknown which I talked about in my last episode like you just push through it, dude. Like you suffocate that fear by not giving it time and you just own your greatness, man. Like you're a great person. Like I I was around you for five minutes. Like yeah. <laughs> I like to think that I, I like to think that I'm able to gauge people pretty well and like you and Steph are just amazing, beautiful people. And like we clicked immediately. So it's like, it's this right relation, man. Like you're around the right people and you're a good person yeah. and you should never downplay that ever under any circumstance. Right on, I appreciate that. Of course <laughs> brother. Like, It's just part of the process though right because it's one of those things where it's like we we try to be our best every day and sometimes there's things we can't control and then sometimes that voice creeps in that doubt that you know we all experience it no one's immune from it yeah but the ability to keep improving keep progressing even just a little bit each day you just get more confident in yourself and start trusting and like you just you just embody what it feels like to be free like it's just amazing totally I mean you mentioned control.
1: Mm-hmm. So that is, that is another thing that I've really been focusing on is, is what I control and what I don't control mm-hmm. and not letting the things like a great example is this pandemic. Our business is closed. Mm-hmm. I mean, not forever, but
0: for now it's been, it's been challenging. Down. It's, it's, it's rocked our nation. It's really unfortunate for a lot of small businesses. Oh, totally. Um, and it's just,
1: I realize that I can't control when our shop opens up again That's out of my control. So I can spend every day pissed off. Fuck California. Fuck, you know. Yeah, just mad at the world, mad at things outside of you. Totally. Or I can say, you know, that's not in my control. I get to control if I work out today. I get to control how I treat my wife. Mm -hmm. I get to control how I treat my animals. Mm -hmm. I get to hang out with my friends. I can control that. Mm -hmm. I can't. Control, you know, and it's also like another thing that kind of clicked with me is uh, is not to take things personally, and mm-hmm. that's a real hard one too. Both of these are real fucking challenges <laughs> it's the
0: art of detachment, my friend like yeah, it's yeah a and real i thing. I,
1: remember, I remember hearing um oh, somebody saying like, yo, if I get cut off in traffic, I can't let that upset me because that person isn't I don't know what is wrong in that person's life. Maybe they're rushing their wife to the hospital to have mm-hmm. a baby. Maybe, you know, whatever, whatever's happening. I don't know. Um, but it's not like they're
0: pulling out and saying, Hey Kevin, fuck you. I'm going to pull yeah, out. No, exactly. <laughs> you know? And what I do is like, I think of like, okay, if that person was in their best self, having the best day of their life, would they have done that? And if it, they had, they done that anyway, like they wouldn't have meant it. Like, just yeah not taking things personally like it it allows you to maintain that homeostasis when inside of yourself and understanding for me my experience has been like understanding that my internal peace and state that i like to operate in is more important than an emotional reaction so it's partially emotional mastery and like that's that's like next level shit like that's not things that most people think about so like for you to be operating in that state like Dude, you're already there, man. Like, you're there. You're doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's a journey, and it's hard. It's you know,
1: I I I struggle with that shit every day. Yeah, yeah dude. You know, all the time. But you know, it's it's being aware. You know, trying to you know, the, what do they say? Anxiety is or depression is worrying about the past. Anxiety is worrying about the future. Mm-hmm. Like, if you live in the present, like that's really that's all that matters. You can't plan you can plan a little bit for the future, but you can't really plan how the future is going to go.
0: You can have a vision for what you would like to have happen sure. and you can set intentions and then have actions that follow suit. But the end, at the end of the day, like things happen the way that they happen and you just got to remember that you're just along for the ride and you get it like, going back to what you're saying is you can only control two things. That's it. Attitude and action. Sure. That's it. Yeah. You can't control anyone else's attitude and actions. And if they're not controlling their attitude and actions, then that that's on them, right? But for you, that's what you can control. Like, yeah. and I like to go off of like what I call like the five by five rule. If it's not gonna matter in five years, don't spend more than five seconds being upset about it or five minutes being upset about it. Because if you really think of it from that perspective, think about what was going on five years ago. Like do most of those things really apply now. Not many of them do, yeah. right? So it just helps you stay present. It helps you stay focused on, the infinite possibilities that life could be sure like it's it's it, dude th- this journey is the way i see it 100 is we're just here to figure ourselves out and then also help each other on the way Like help other people where they're falling short, like not exploit their weaknesses, like help build them up. So then that way they can pass it along and create a ripple effect of good. because like, that's what we need right now. We need people who are doing like this deep work and going through our journeys and helping other people along the other side. Yeah. I'm sure there's someone who's going through similar things that you went through that, like would love to talk with you. And like, it's part of your mission. It should be part of your mission as a person. Like, Oh, is yeah. like to help people who have in, been in a similar situation that are going through that and be like, dude, I made it. I did it. Sure. Like that's powerful as fuck, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's part of your gift. Yeah. It's, it's why I just try and share, you
1: know, share my story. It's mm-hmm. it's nothing to be ashamed of. And no. I I carried shame and guilt for a long time for that. And I think I still do. I'm really trying to get past that um but i've carried that shit for a long time
0: and and i'm just i'm learning now i'm like why dude why so like, think <laughs> think of it like this right we kind of we get back to thinking about like um the, the this moment right yeah. and if you really think of it right now like you're you're not under the influence of anything you're far far away from that at this point like many years right yeah the only thing that's bringing this into the present moment the guilt the shame whatever you feel is you yeah it is you and and what's interesting about that is, like, a lot of people when they're like they're in a place of ego and not like humility is like me personally, like I felt that like if someone says like it's you and you're like no, it's not me. That's the ego just trying to deflect sure. and keep you in that state because it's fearful of something changing. But when you come from the state of like taking that and having the acceptance and taking that ownership of it and being like you know what I, I am. And there's no reason I was doing the best that I, I possibly could have in that moment. And I, I love and respect myself and it it's got me to this moment. And I have a beautiful wife and I have all the things that I ha- have in my life I have a business. Like I have every single thing. It couldn't have happened any other way. And I'm just grateful that I am who I am right now. Yeah. And those experiences shaped me and there's no reason for you to keep carrying that my friend. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like it's <laughs> you're right, man. Dude. And, and this is, it's so simple to like to say it, right? It's so simple to be like, yeah, dude, like, just, just don't, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I, and I get it. Like I carry a lot of, I used to carry a lot of guilt and guilt around my mom thinking that I could have done something different. Like she would, she told us, me and my brother that we abandoned her yeah. when we decided to move back to Utah. Cause it just wasn't a healthy environment for us to be in. And like, like that weighed on me a lot. And then I realized I was like, she's got to want that for herself. And my job is just to get into a position where when it's time I can help her. Mm-hmm. when she's ready I can help her so dude there's no reason to carry that anymore and just keep day by day chipping away at that yeah and just yeah. realizing that everything happened exactly the way it was supposed to and your life is amazing now totally yeah it's it's uh, one of those things that's simple but not easy right oh yeah in, <laughs> in theory like I mean you talk about that's why college professors don't make much money because they talk about like theory of something right not and not right. all the circumstances but like for me like business right like the college professor doesn't make as much as the businessman does right because the the businessman's actually applying theory right sure. so it's one of those things where it's like it just takes a day in and day out effort and like you're at you're chipping away at it dude like you're you're not talking about the theory of it in theory it's easy yeah don't do this stop drinking stop doing this like but go be in it go be in that situation and tell me how easy that is yeah so I like I I've, I've got a lot of respect for anybody who's ever been through any sort of addiction and gotten out of it yeah like it's it's yeah. badass, man. Like oh, thank you, <laughs> yes yeah, so I mean, I just keep keep the the course. So, I mean, what are your goals? What's your vision? Like, what do you what do you want to see Kevin in five years? Oh man, uh, it'd be forty one.
1: Kevin at forty one. Kevin at forty one. Oh, shit, it's forties. <laughs> <40s. laughs> um, that's funny because I, I mean, we've talked about my addictions a lot, but I remember being so deep in it that I was okay I was like you know what you're just gonna be lonely and you're just gonna live this life and if you make it 40 like there was no future. there was no like oh man kids or what I know there was none of that shit no no it's stay alive shit if I make it to 40 like that would be great you know what I mean um but anyways yeah That's where I was at. I don't know. I I just remember having that, that that's a huge milestone, dude.
0: Like you're going to get there and I think that's going to be a special moment for you (laughs) and you're going to be like, damn, and you should celebrate the fuck out of that. And you should be really proud of yourself. Like through that, like when that day comes, just be like really proud of yourself. Like really sit in that moment and feel that emotion. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. I'll keep that in mind. Um,
1: Oh yeah. So five year plan, uh, man, well, I know we're, my wife and I are working on, she's been designing a jewelry line, so we're really going through the, the ropes right now trying to get that, you know, website up and get that launched and all that, that stuff. It's a lot um, of work, man. It is a lot of work. We were we were supposed to be in Kuwait at a, um, a jewelry store um, called Abad to launch it in March, but you know, COVID Everything, had other yeah. plans, <laughs> so we were kind of, you know, rebranding and doing some shit, and anyways, so... Uh, get that up and running um i mean i'd love to have a house
0: that's a hard thing to do in la dude no joke no (laughs) joke like like it's insane like we were talking about this the other day like dude like you you drop this house in la and you're paying like million plus two million dollars and it's just like it's not worth it like a lot of people are like we talked about are exiting california for that reason like yeah just becoming unlivable and totally unfortunate but more or less i wouldn't worry about where it's going to happen just that it is going to happen sure totally. like i think i think that one valuable lesson i think for anyone who's listening to this t- to know would be something along the lines of don't always like it's good to have the intention of what you want to have happen but don't get so fixated in the details because i think that you know for me my me personally is like you don't give the universe the ability to operate and work miracles into your life because you're expecting something and when it doesn't show up in that exact way, then you're disappointed when sure. it can be really a blessing for you. Or if you like give up a little bit of like that control and like that's what flow is, right? It's a mix between surrender and discipline. Uh-huh. It's like surrendering to like the potential future that could be amazing for you, but having the discipline to carry out the actions on a day to day basis to get you there. Sure. So like I, I would just say, I want, I'm gonna own a house by that time, yeah. I don't know where, but I'm gonna own a house yeah I'm gonna be exactly where <laughs> I'm supposed to be like i I have no doubt in my mind, and your guys' business will be blowing up, and you guys will be just crushing it man and that's that's
1: uh yeah, I mean that's what we're working towards, we're just you know putting our nose down every day and just trying to to fucking hustle and grind it out and and I mean it's taken a long time to realize that you know fucking life is hard like life is a struggle and that's okay mm-hmm. that's what it's supposed to be like every p- fucking cool person that i know has gone through adversity and has gone through shitty shit to get to where they are now nobody's mm-hmm. lived this privileged life and turned out to be like this awesome person
0: no i mean and my take on it's like um people people's biggest problem tony robbins says this all the time like he says the people's biggest problem is they, d- they think that they shouldn't have any sure like they think they shouldn't have any problems like they and it's interesting because i was actually with a friend in um in a place in alabama or not alabama excuse me i keep saying that because it's birmingham michigan okay dude most wealthy area that i've ever been in my entire life wow and then within a 20 minute drive i went to the poorest area i've ever been in my life detroit but seeing the way that people operate around like not knowing themselves and like not going deep because like of superficiality is like absolutely insane to me. So it's like, I don't really know where I was going with that, but I just, I just think it's one of those things where you just have to really define who you are over time. It takes time. And like, you can't throw money at problems. Sure. Sometimes just throwing money at problems is a bigger problem. Like it's one of those things that's where I was going with it is like, you really have to, to like know who you are in the process and know that like, you're going to have problems. You're going to have adversity. You're going to have struggle. It's part of the human process because if you don't have those things, then you're not going to appreciate what you have. It's just going to become normal. It's going to become expected. Like, and I guess that's what I was getting out with those people is like, I'm sure a lot of those people, like their parents did an amazing job with whatever they did and they just had easy street and life's just kind of in like this. It's just barely moving. You know what I mean? But like the people who I think live the most extraordinary lives, like you said, go to the deepest, darkest places of their psyche. And then they figure out how to get back. It's like a hero's journey sure. that, that they don't choose to necessarily always go on, but they end up on it yeah. and they get to the top and they're just like, it's clear. It's like when you're para- like um, skydiving and the parachute opens oh, and it's just, dude. dude, that's like, if you've never, if you've never been skydiving, that's like one of the, that's the coolest part of the whole thing is like, Oh yeah. You're, you're free falling and then the parachute deploys and then it's just dead silent. silence. It's just, yeah, I,
1: I, uh, my wife and I just went skydiving with, uh, her best friend, Chase, um, like in January. And yeah, it's that like, cause you're just going from that free fall and it's, you know, and everything and can barely hold your eyes open. And then just, whoo. it's like being in like the glass elevator and, and Willy Wonka yeah. and, the chocolate <laughs> factory and they just go up and you're just like, just clarity. Like I had this very distinct moment of like being fully in in the present like
0: when that yeah happens. and you're just like boom like you're here it's you're here it's very like metaphorical for life actually now that i'm just kind of like stewing upon that is like you're free falling and like you can consider that like the crazy time of your life or the challenge or the struggle right and then out of nowhere like you just keep going and keep going and you just keep plugging along and you have fun with it and then boom like you just break through and you're just there and yep. it's just so peaceful and you just see things for what they are and the, the illusion of the the victim consciousness and the, the paradigm that you were living in before is sure. broken. And you just sit there and you're just like, man, I f- fucking love life. Oh yeah. And I love who I am in this exact moment. And I love my old self. And like, you have to honor that, that old version of yourself. Totally. Like, and just know that like Ke- this Kevin that knows what he knows now, never would have put himself in that situation. But, you're grateful that you got to where you're at now and you're just like, I love that person of that old version of myself. Even though it was a lot of struggle and pain, it like sure. forged me into this like badass person that I
1: am now. Totally. Like, totally. And then just to take it back to your skydiving metaphor, as as soon as you find that that clarity, like just like that, you're dude, on the you're on the ground.
0: Dude, yeah. It's just like and you then, hit the ground running and you're fucking amped and you're just like, let's go.
1: And then you're back on ready to fucking take on the next thing you know like it's i i found that those those moments of clarity that where everything just kind of focuses and i had one just the other day actually just like a week ago and like i was just like i fucking worked out i was taking a shower and i was just like man like shit just feels right like i feel like i'm at this good spot and Dude, that's I, then, a good then, feeling you know, man and then my
0: shower was over and i'm like all right fucking time to hustle again bro i think to keep moving i think it's crucial i think it's absolutely critical to have those moments and honor those moments because like for for me personally like i used to be like that go 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 person no no gratification of like good job you just did something amazing it was like okay what's next it's coming from a place of lack but like taking i've had a lot of those moments lately too where you just you're like damn things are just flowing right sure like things are just like they're good because we're always looking for the negative and you're just like man, things are good. Like, and then you just like, you want to build upon that and encourages you to keep going. But, totally. um, yeah, dude, I think we're about to wrap up here. We've just been crushing for an hour, but tight. dude, where can everyone find you? Where can everyone find Steph, your guys' company? Like how the, how do they reach out to you? Cause I think this is like an incredible episode, dude.
1: Yeah. Tight. Um, so Instagram is good. Uh, mine is at Kevin underscore Anders, K E V I N underscore A N D E R S. Uh, my wife is uh, she just changed it um, Stephanie Anders underscore XO I believe I think that sounds about right if that's not right it's in my bio so you can go from mine to hers our studio is Royal Heritage Tattoo and Piercing in Venice California uh, royalheritagetattoo.com Instagram at uh, royalheritagetattoo uh, sign and in podcast is my podcast
0: yep and then didn't even get into that but that's i cool. know we didn't but um th- <laughs> I, you're gonna post this episode i'm assuming on on yours right yes okay so totally. so for anyone who listens on kevin's podcast then my instagram is ty underscore lightwalker that's gonna be the best place to reach me and then obviously inflows the podcast but yeah i'm sure this won't be the last time we podcast dude like this no, has dude. been we got freaking, a lot to talk about been money dude like <laughs> i i've really enjoyed this episode like I appreciate you coming on and like being vulnerable with me because like, that's how we get like, that's how we get the sauce, bro. That's how we make people's oh, yeah. lives better. As we talk about the things that are challenging that made us a better person every day. So totally, yeah, dude, it's been, it's been a pleasure getting to know you, man. Like we like I've known you for three weeks, four weeks. And like you're a great friend to me, dude, like, oh, like family, man. like yeah, and that just goes to show that time's irrelevant. It's just about the, the connections you make with people. Totally. But anyways, man, we're signing off and any final words, uh, stay kind, stay true, stay gold. Awesome. Actually, I gotta ask you one (laughs) quick question. Super quick answer. What does it mean to you to be in flow?
1: Um, where you're not necessarily actively thinking about things, but you're just trusting your process and trusting that your body knows what to do and your brain knows what to do. And you're just, just
0: moving with it just make things happen you're just feeling it yeah you're just straight feeling your way through time and space dude like that's like i think that's the best answer honestly like i love it man all right we're signing off peace guys all right peace